0: Welcome to the Fergus Falls Business Spotlight Podcast The show that takes a deep dive into local businesses And the individuals that run our community To guide you along the way, here's your host, Jacob Bittner Welcome back to another episode. I'm here with a guest that I'm very excited to talk with about a business that roots back to my childhood a little bit. My Well, my teenage years, we had a, a, a little bowling team going on, and uh, I think that's Probably the first interaction I had with you, Luke, was when I was in bowling. It would have been like
1: seventh grade. Yeah, that's what grade. I was gonna say. I think it was seventh, eighth ish, something like that. I had some probably.
0: I had some friends that were uh, much, much got much deeper into bowling than I did. I was, I think, I did it for like a year, maybe two, but it was very
1: short lived. Short lived, but short. But, 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 but I think but, you had a lot of fun when you did it. Yes, and it left yeah. a
0: very, very, very strong impact on me. It was like a very. It was probably one of the more fun activities that I did growing up because so. it
1: was just kind of for fun. It didn't matter. Yeah. It wasn't right. stressed. It wasn't hardcore. It was just yeah. fun with your buddies. Absolutely. So yeah.
0: I'm here with Luke Loeffler, right? Correct. That's, yeah. And Leffler, Loeffler. I L- get called Leffler, both. Okay. Le- we
1: go Leffler, throw the O out, but It's okay. okay. Leffler. Luke yeah. Loeffler. Uh, I answer to both. What's
0: your... What's your, your, so your parents own the bowling alley. Do you own the bowling alley? My parents
1: own the bowling alley. Yep. I'm just, I'm just a worker.
0: Okay. So you manage, help out, just sort of are there, do all the things that need to be done. Whatever needs to be done to to keep it happening. It's a family operation there. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll get into all of that in the background of everything. Uh, but before we get going, I do have to mention the delicious coffee we're drinking. Uh, we've got this some Stumbinos. It's the, uh, Sunrise blend, and it's described as mild, buttery, and nutty. Oh. So you've got that that buttery, nutty, mild sensations,
1: and I'll, it's delicious. I was drinking pretty much everything, but it, um, it, it is good. I, I definitely can this, tell that this so. particular
0: bag, and I'm getting uh, Greg Stumbo on in a couple episodes, nice. so we'll get to know more about Stumbinos. But this particular bag is for the Moorhead Speech Team. They did a they're doing a fundraiser, huh. so they do fundraisers for different organizations and stuff. And then it's like the they get like $5 a bag for yeah. every And that, that's where I've sold, had the most
1: so. nose coffee that I uh, said yeah, I'm not a real coffee uh, yeah. holic, whatever. But when I do drink it, that's where you usually end up getting it from. Right.
0: And then a, a few other sponsors I do have to mention is uh we've got Swan Lake Resort and Campground. And there's still time to get – now we're thinking about camping. All the snow is melting. It's, it's like to 70 degrees out there today. So get – I get you know, I don't know what their cabin situation or what their RV booking is like or what they have available, but they definitely have some tent sites and some tent camping available if you guys want to get out and enjoy the resort. Um, and then I've got Simple Leather, these Simple Leather coasters. He's got some other custom leather products as well going on. So um, anyways, let's get into your background here,
1: Luke. Yeah. Where were you born? Born uh, about a block away from the house I lived in for twenty. 20- Three years, right here in Fergus Falls. Right here in
0: Fergus Falls. So yeah. you, uh, and you do grow up, so when did you graduate?
1: What year would you graduate? Uh, I graduated in 2000.
0: In 2000? Yeah. And w- 2000 was a big year for bowling. We're going to get into that. But that was like a, that co- kind of like marked a new, sort of like a new step in a new era of technology kind of, yeah, right? Yeah. Wasn't that, or like, um, we'll get into all that. But, um, so you grew up around the bowling alley?
1: Yeah. So that's, it's all I've ever really knowing, I guess. Um, my parents have been there. Or my dad's been there um, since since he was in high school, okay. y- younger than high school. i um, off and on, teetering on a few things here and there, but we can get to that. But um, yeah, I, I've been around there since I could, probably before I could walk, I guess. Do you have any you know? siblings? I have one older brother.
0: One older brother. Okay. Um, so you guys both grew up just like, I kind of know what that's like. I My dad ran a ski area for a while when I was younger. So I know yeah. that you just like, are there you just like you a just kid. You come just to work you, gr- you run, run around you, you know alley. when
1: to stay out of the way and whatever um I, I would say i was probably around there more than my brother um as we got older he was a little bit busier in, in some other sports and stuff like that gotcha. um that were very time demanding but i think i was around the Bowling center more but i guess i don't know when we were super young if, if that was uh
0: um, if did, that was the case. Or so not. did you always, your first job was a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Have you worked anywhere else in your life besides the bowling alley?
1: Um, another bowling alley.
0: Another bowling alley. Where, where <laughs> was that at?
1: Uh, I did some work in Detroit Lakes for a few years. Okay. Um, so
0: after high school, you, um, did you go to college? Somewhere? I
1: went uh, here for three years um, to, at M, uh, it was FFCC or community okay. college, whatever it was. Now okay. it's M state. Um, went there for like three years um initially started out doing law enforcement uh um, oh. oh. conservation officer direction and was kind of talked out of that um i still maybe regret that i don't know um then i shifted into business um classes as we kind of saw uh the family business evolving and whatever kind of switched into that uh, to the to the business classes um wasn't real interested in that because a lot of it was big corporate stuff and i knew that was never Okay. I, I, I didn't want that direction. Right. Um, so
0: you just, you got a little bit of college experience and then realized, yeah. so you worked for another bowling alley during college or, or um, after college? It was
1: probably after, after during, building. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So yeah. what, what brought you to Detroit lakes and what was that little?
1: Um. So actually um, David Spees, whom owned Northern airlines for several years, owned that one as oh, well okay. as one in Moorhead. Um, I've, I've worked at Moorhead a few times, just helping with some maintenance and stuff, but I didn't really consider myself working there. Okay. Um, but Detroit Lakes, I worked there for probably five years off and on, um, or not off and on, but a little bit here and there and dabbled into that. Um, okay. And yeah, yeah. Interesting.
0: And then you just ended up, you just, you, it was natural. You're back here working the family Yeah, business, you know, so you know, was I like, was working both places. Both places. I, I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, was, okay. it was
1: like work two days there. Five days here. And then, uh, Um, and
0: talk to me about some of those jobs you were working as like a kid at the bowling alley. Like, what were some tasks when you were like your,
1: some of your first jobs at the bowling alley? First job. So, the first thing I remember, um, I considered it a job, I guess, but I had to go to, I had to go to work with my dad before preschool started. I went to preschool, which was the, uh, the starting block—it's no longer there. It's a house now, I think, on okay. Lincoln. But anyway, it was only a few blocks away. Uh, but I had to go to work with my dad until until school started, whichever time that was. But my my job—I think it was just to keep me busy and out of my dad's hair. Uh, Sharpen pencils. Okay. We had lots and lots of pencils That's because right. there was no scoring. That's right. Back then, so we had the yellow pencils okay. for the projector scoring, and then we had regular pencils for. Yeah. Just regular. So that's my first memory. That's um, right. It looks like- The pencil sharpener isn't there anymore, but the little holes that it mounted in are uh, still there.
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like, um, according to my assistant here, computerized scoring systems were first introduced in 1980s, but I don't mm-hmm. know when those would have made, because that was expensive technology yeah. probably at the time. So I don't know what bowling alleys were adopting those when.
1: But. Yeah, because I would have been, uh, this preschool era would have been uh, 84 four or five yep. i suppose yep. So right um, before i sharpened pencils for a few years <laughs> i believe we put in scores in 87 here oh, okay 86 87 so pretty early on um th- that we did that but i do remember the old pencil scoring and and all that because gotcha. i sure and i thought it was fun to sharpen
0: yeah pencils. so um i guess do you want to add anything else to your like uh, childhood background any memories you have oh, so
1: yeah so that was my that was what I thought was my first job yeah. um, I think I actually started on the payroll at 12 okay I believe 12 years old okay um so I don't know what that puts me at about 20 eight years of work or I don't know. We, okay. do, we don't, we don't need to do the math and figure right. out real numbers, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that that's when I actually started. Um, and I worked a lot of, I remember I worked Tuesday nights and I worked Friday nights. It was kind of my, my thing it was my first, uh, first gig.
0: Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So talk, let's talk about like the bowling alley from the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to, Get, should I get into this uh, history of bowling first, and then we'll see where Northern Airlines yeah, fits into I've, it?
1: I've dabbled into the history a few times. I'm not really good with numbers. I remember the how it went. I, I you maybe know more exact. Uh, I don't know We'll see. I don't, stuff. I, well, I, I
0: don't know, but my assistant does. Yeah,
1: well, So we'll see. But, you know,
0: we'll see what assistants we'll see what, are. see yeah, keep yeah, everything that, going. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it looks like uh, bowling goes all the way back. The sport of bowling or the ritual of bowling. I'm not sure. It was a religious, it was both a religious and an, a, like um, recreational activity uh-huh. and for the ancient uh, Egyptians, Greeks, Romans. So it dates back thousands of years. And then in the medieval Europe, we saw the emergence of like a more formalized game and they called it nine pins. Okay. So that was uh, and then around 1840, jumping back, jumping forward, um, Bowlers in the United States on the East Coast, New York, began playing a variation of nine pins that used an additional tenth pin, and uh, the game of ten-pin bowling was born in New York. That was uh, roughly around 1840.
1: Okay, okay. and then um, see, so you're 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 more ahead of it than me. Okay, well we're <laughs> I, we're, we're learning something. I, we're this learning exactly. This is, this is
0: good. Um, and then in the 1840s, like I said, the first indoor bowling alley was constructed. Uh, These alleys were typically made of wood and featured a flat, smooth surface for rolling the ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, 1975, the first patent for a bowling lane was granted um, in uh, in Chicago. It was uh, some guy named John Reed. He featured a design with a raised area in the center of the lane known as the approach. So he invented the approach to allow bowlers to get a better running start at the lane. And then in the early 1900s, bowling alleys began to incorporate gutters on either side of the lane to prevent the ball from rolling off the edge. Uh, in 1914, the first synthetic bowling lane was introduced by the Brunswick Company. Oh, wow. So I wouldn't they, have
1: guessed it was that yes, long so, ago. Yeah, <laughs> um, the, the synthetic lanes. Wow. But then um, learning.
0: you had... The automatic pin setters in 1930s. So you're okay. lucky that the pin setters were established before your days working as a kid. Yeah. Um, and then in 1940s, you saw the first oiled lanes were introduced. So they didn't start applying oil to the lanes until 1940s. Um, and I want to kind of pick your brain about yeah. that process yeah. a little bit, because I know that's sort of what you are yeah. into. But, um and then 1950s, the modern bowling lanes were standardized to a length of 60 feet from the foul line to the head pin with a width of 42 inches. Uh, synthetic lanes were became more and more common like in the 50s. That was like kind of when synthetic lanes really became more common. And then the Professional Bowlers Association was formed in 1958 mm-hmm. and the sport of bowling kind of took off from there. And then... Uh, We mentioned in the 80s, the computerized scoring systems were introduced. And uh, and then in the 2000s, it says advanced lane technology was introduced, including automatic lane oiling systems that could adjust the amount of pattern or the amount of oil and different patterns applied um, to, to, like, for different factors based on humidity and temperature, like the science, the science of, of oiling the lanes.
1: Right. It's evolved. Kind of was worth,
0: and I I also want to work. It's worth mentioning that in the year of 2000, the, uh, the Disney original, the Disney channel, original movie, classic alley cat strike was, was, um, released. And that kind of, in my opinion, from my generation, that marks a very pinnacle top for the sport of bowling. I Uh feel like Uh it hit mainstream, right? Right. Right. So
1: hit to a bunch of different people. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Good. So,
0: yeah. So talk about where, what year was Northern airlines established in this, uh,
1: Uh, Northern airlines. I'm, it was either 60 or 61 when Northern airlines was built, but there was the Fergus bowling center, um, which was downtown. Um, Okay.
0: So who started that?
1: Uh, who started the Fergus bowling center? That I don't know. Um, that was well before any of our time. I've, uh, I, I believe my dad or my parents were down there a little bit, but just for a very, very short while. Um, I believe it got bought out by the, by the phone company. Um, it, it was in the basement uh, on the block where Walgreens is, um, but on the Union side or whatever. It was, okay. it was in the basement there. Um, then in about 1960, they built Northern Lanes, um, and I believe the Fergus Bowling Center, uh, they both operated, actually. So there was two bowling alleys in town. Uh, they both operated uh, I think the downtown closed nineteen sixty six seven something like that okay um so, yeah
0: so you so you mentioned these people were maybe people from out of town or uh
1: the you know I the know original. the first uh the original builders of uh northern Air lanes were a couple out of town um businessmen and as then all, who, as all I really know I don't know names who was from so, there.
0: Then you mentioned uh, is David Spies. Uh
1: not yet. Um, no. So yes, but not yet. okay uh, so 19 I, I believe it was like 63. so it was only a few years that these uh, these couple people that built Northern Air Lanes um, were, were a part of it uh, and then um, local uh, local man local family Orville Ross bought Northern Air Lanes. Okay um, and then I believe he operated it till about 1970 and then I think Dave Spees bought it. Okay. Um, Orville Ross's son, uh, Ron Ronnie, as I knew him, he um, he was friends with my dad. That's how the whole connection came together. I think they're crew okay. of friends. Um, you know, it was, it was they were they were hanging out there, and that's where it started. I think.
0: All right. So then, how did you? How did that ownership structure shuffle around to where it is now? From
1: um, yeah, so sure. So David uh, bought it from Orville in 1970, I believe it was. Don't there's probably some people that know the dates exactly but that's right around uh pretty dang close uh then david was there um my dad was already working there my dad worked a little bit um i think under under orville okay um, in high school years i don't, I don't know if they mm-hmm. worked or or helped out to bowl i'm not sure right <laughs> um you know exactly what uh, what the connection was um and then uh Geez, I, I don't even know. My dad probably doesn't even know because it's just it's just life to him. But then he became uh, partners with David Spees for a while, um, several years. Uh, they were co ownership, and then uh, late nineties, I believe, my dad bought. Um, okay, bought the entirety. Okay,
0: so. and that's where it sits.
1: That's where it sits as of now. Yeah, and yeah,
0: is there? We'll get into future outlook, and yeah. we'll ask some more questions about what what the future might look sure. like and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah. what about the branding? the i'm wondering about it and i did a little research uh it's spelled it's northern airlines correct and it's spelled a i r e right which is sort of a do you know anything about that i, I honestly
1: don't i've been so, asked many times okay. and so i maybe, believe it was built as northern airlines that way and okay. it just so the never word
0: changed. air in that spelling is yeah. means like a large stream larger than a creek okay so I don't know what they were playing off of if the if the original Na- Is that the original name that was established, you said?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, quite sure that's so what it was built I'm as. I'm not sure what
0: they were playing off of, but yeah. I like to think there's a story there behind the, has to the be large creek, northern thing. large creek. I don't know. Yeah. It was, It's yeah. kind of a, it makes you think though. And i and I've, I know I'm not the only one that wonders no, it's, that. No, it's been wondered many <laughs> times. And I've
1: just told people, I don't know, just to be, just to be different, I guess. I don't I know. Like it's it. just to like confuse it. people. And, you know, back in the day when you used to write out checks, I think 50% of them were were spelled wrong.
0: Right. Whatever. (laughs) Right. So we talked about um, business location history Mm -hmm. and we talked about uh, ownership structure and all that. How about the touch on a little bit more of the history of products and services and how that, how you saw that grow from hand scoring to what the modern game is now and all the different changes that you've seen. Right. I like
1: to, I like to think I'm not that old, but I think I've seen quite a few changes. Um, come along, like you said, with the automatic scoring, the lane surface is changing, the oil changing on the lanes, um, the way it's applied, everything. Um, I've heard, uh, going, going back, you said, um, you know, the automatic pin setter and stuff, there's still a few people around that are, that I hear talk about hand setting pins or they did, or they know people that did, um, so th- there's a few left that still remember that time, but it's it's definitely a right. a, a past mark. Um, and then the automatic pin setters came along, like you said. Um, that's all I've ever known. Right. Um, but but like I said, there's there's a few people that are probably in their uh, their 80s um, that that still can tell you about people huh. hand setting pins and huh. tipping them, and that was a great job for. 12, 13 year old kids. Right. Um, that's what they did. It was a very dangerous job. Right. Um, but, but so that came along. Um, and then the automatic scoring, like I said, I remember, like I said, when I was sharpening pencils and stuff, so I remember the, the, the hand scoring. Um, it was a big deal when we got automatic scoring, it was pretty cool. Um, and hard to believe we're only on our second set of automatic scoring. Our first set lasted longer. Um, Brunswick went when when they're you know they're trying to sell new scoring and new equipment whatever they they couldn't believe we were still operating on that scoring Ancient, system yeah um the, the, there was very few I don't know if there's any even left um there, there's a couple left I've seen some pictures here and there um, of that series of scoring or whatever and I don't know if we were that good at maintenance if we <laughs> got a great install um, a lot of it I think come down to Good solid power, yeah, electricity okay. flowing in, I think. So okay, maybe prop Otter tail on that. Huh. I don't know why it lasted so long, <laughs> but we, um, yeah, we, and we then, ran it till
0: the end. And then, how did uh, I want to get into like league play a yeah. little bit, some different leagues, mm-hmm. and uh, but before, since we're on the topic of like um, bowling and uh, lanes and all that yeah. kind of like development, how I know from some people that have talked like there's difficulty differences and this is going to be a little more, more nerdy bowling talk, but yeah. I have to, my friend wanted me to make sure I asked ah, about this and, yeah. and, and the science behind the difficulty differences between right. bowling alleys. Yep. And do you try? Cause, cause Fergus has a very serious bowling league. So uh, like, uh, I feel like it's, we're a well-established, we're, we're a bowling community. I'm not really a part yeah. of it, but there's always cars packing that parking lot on yeah. league night. So yeah. Talk about how uh, and why it might be more difficult or less difficult to bowl To here bowl, as actually. As to um, you to
1: know, know, that's kind of the, what we like to think of. The, the cool thing about bowling is it can be recreational, um, totally recreational, no sport involved or no competition. I mean, obviously it's competition, but it doesn't have to be. But then there's different levels of league too, um, whether you're just bowling league to get out and hang out with your buddies. Um, it's just the excuse to go do something or you're bowling league to really, really succeed and, and shoot some big numbers or bowl tournaments or whatever. So there's a whole different, um, avenue of that, but yeah, every, every bowling alley you go to, um, is, is different on, on the lanes, the weather affects it. Um, the, the topography or how flat the lanes are. I mean, there, there's, um, certain, um, guidelines they have to fall into in order to be registered or sanctioned lanes, but, but they still can vary, um, on that and weather the oil, um, how old the lanes are. And this all comes down to how your ball reacts, meaning the curve ball okay. thing. Yep. 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 And, like and, if
0: and you're, if you're out there throwing a straight ball or throwing a house ball, yeah. it doesn't matter to you. You, you can it's do bowling, it. No bowling bowling. But, and, and but when you get into like throwing a professional style bowling, there's ball, a huge it, difference,
1: it right? Yes. It, it really does matter. And it's just like everything else. Technology has came along. Um, and, and what happened is they, 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 They first put oil on the lanes to protect the surface of the lane because friction, your bowling ball rolling over the lane, wore out the wood lanes. Right. So they applied oil to protect the lane. That's what it was for. Well, then, you know, so-and-so goofed up and didn't get much oil on the outside of the lane that night. And guys figured out that, Oh, if there's not much oil, we can make the ball curve. That's when patterns came along. Oil patterns came along. Um, so it kind of shifted from protecting the lane to changing the lane play. Gotcha. And and that's where we're at now. So you can, um, you know, you can make a bowling lane for the professionals uh, play very easily. Now, and you can make it play very, very, very challenging. Do you,
0: do you that's your job? Do you choose that? Do you focus that's on That's one of them. Like, now... Do you uh actively try to make it more difficult or easier? Do you just try to uh, like yes, give yes, like no. a give like a consistent
1: lane all the time. Yeah. Is that consistency, your consistency? Consistency is the big thing and making it play where lane one plays the same as lane twelve or lane, you know, sixteen is the same as lane twenty. People don't right. like the end lanes for whatever reason. Um part of the lanes were added on, lanes one through eight are actually newer. Okay. So and let's the talk lanes, about that. So, let's yeah. talk
0: about the growth because let's talk about the growth of that. Yeah. Then. Um,
1: so it started out with how many started lanes out with originally? twelve lanes. Twelve lanes, and yeah, now there's twenty. And now there's twenty. So the okay. first eight were added on. Okay. Uh so lane nine was originally a lane one.
0: Okay. Do you know um, what year that expansion happened?
1: Uh I believe seventy so eight. Okay. Okay late seventies. Late okay.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, So those were added on. um, uh, Bowling was really big then. League bowling was huge. Mm -hmm. Um, There was two shifts of bowling almost every night. There was a 6 o'clock shift or 6.30 shift, and there was a 9 o'clock shift um, and full. You you were on a waiting list to get into a bowling league um, back then. Um, So the lanes that were added on then, it was strictly – and if you see the shape of our building, lanes one through eight is basically the bowling lanes – and a little bit of seating. There's no extra space um because they at that time the vision was we just need more lanes. Gotcha. Um,
0: okay. So
1: yeah. Huh. yeah.
0: So how so how then did league how has league play changed over the years? I mean, it's not yeah. nearly as it's not what it was. To get into- um
1: it, it's it's not nearly the people that it and the, the numbers I guess and and there's just more opportunity for entertainment now. Right. Um, you know, in, in all sorts of ways and and matters. So, league bowling, I, I like to think in Fergus, we still have a great following. Um, we have lots of leagues, lots of different leagues, kids leagues, mixed leagues. So, I'm just gonna run through whatever.
0: Here. I got your website here. I just want you to touch yeah. on maybe a little bit. Talk about uh, adult league. And yeah, then junior league. Talk about like the yeah, how, how people so can get,
1: yeah. yep, yep. So, we've got um, like I said, there's lots of different adult leagues to choose from, whether it's just um, you know, a men's league, a women's league, a mixed league, a fun league, a serious league, whatever you want to, you know, we, we've got all sorts of different uh, different options. Um, a lot of things that people think of as bowling leagues are are long, and they and they are, they can be your traditional bowling season is kind of September to, to right now, we're just finishing oh, okay. up. So it gets to be pretty long. Um, but in our part of the country, that's kind of the the downtime of the year for a lot of people. It's not really, you're looking for indoor activities and stuff. Um, so that that's kind of the the traditional thing that people think of, but we do have some newer leagues that we've started that are really big hits that are kind of shorter season, 10, 12, okay. eight weeks long. Um, that, that have been really successful. And, and that's for the people that are just kind of dabbling into it and just doing it for some fun. Right. Just, you know, every, everybody wants to do it for fun, but they're not super competitive. Right. It's just an excuse to get out and hang out with their friends. Um, and then kids leagues, we've got youth leagues. Um, we start right away in first grade, uh, go up to um, through high school. Okay. Um, and,
0: and is that like a, Minnesota's high school bowling teams or leagues? Like does the high school have a bowling team?
1: Yes. So the leagues have been around kind of forever. Um, then there's been high school bowling and there's actually even collegiate bowling. Okay. Um, I believe one of your friends, Kenny was the first person to ever bowl on a oh, college team from Fergus Falls. Let's, let's
0: go Kenny. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. He
1: bowled on like a club team at NDSU. It was just oh, kind okay. of a fun team, but Good it was, it was legit. They did, they did tournaments and stuff. Ooh. Um, and we've had a few kids go on since, but, um, but yeah, the, the kids leagues, um, started out based here. And, and then now there is Minnesota high school bowling. Um, so we have a team. It's not, um, it, it's not affiliated with like Minnesota state high school league. Okay. Um, I, I don't really know why i like to think i know why um I, I think a lot of it is that every bowling team is dependent on a private business in order to function right um you know where we're not using any school um, well i noticed here any, as well there is like a that. link here you
0: can talk about leagues since we're on the topic of like yeah. specifically high school bowling yeah and like there's a, a link here for league sponsors so do you have ways that businesses could sponsor a league get their get their banners up at the bowling yeah, alley so what
1: what that uh what those league sponsor things are um is on the rake boards on the thing that knocks down your pins, the sweep yep. the rake the, okay. the, the the that um we've got businesses across there we didn't do it for a, a lot a lot of years um a lot of places depend on it for their revenue um we kind of make it simple and, and get people's names we like to do money, local businesses as we can on right. there. Awesome. It's cheap. Um, yeah, so Sweet. that, that's just kind of what the league sponsors are, but we don't have any big, um, like some places you'll go, there'll be a corporate, um, like, a, a whatever specific business is sponsoring a league and they might pump in a thousand dollars into the prize money of that league right. or something like that. Right. We, we don't have any of that here, but it's definitely out there. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So talk a little bit more about, uh, did we, do you want to add anything to the league? the league play or like we'll get, we can add something to the future outlook. Once we get into future outlook, yeah. for like some future leagues or yeah. how they can get involved. Yeah. Yeah. But um, what about the restaurant? Talk to
1: me about, the, cause you guys have some good food. Yeah. One of the best burgers in town, might I add. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, we, we try. Um, and it's kind of, it's I don't know that it's a hidden secret or whatever, you know, but it's uh traditionally a lot of bowling alleys have good food. Um, yeah. And, and it's usually just simple, you know, plain old good food. And that's what we do. We do burgers and sandwiches and stuff like that. Um, the restaurant is probably something that we could expand on. I'd like to think um, we we've kind of outgrown our size to where we're at to really do much more, but the restaurant has definitely, um, definitely increased in what we do. Um, it went, when it was started, it was more of a snack bar to, to serve bowlers. Right. Um, we're, we're a bowling center that had, food. Now I would, I mean, there's several people, there's people that come there just to eat, no intention to bowl lunch, supper, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. takeout, whatever. Um, So that has definitely changed. And we've, we've, Mm -hmm. we've seen that. um, Yeah. And and ran with it. Maybe probably not as far as we could um, or could have, but we kind of like being a little hidden, Secret yeah. that great. Oh, food. I great forgot well, about yeah. the bowling alley food. Yep. We kind of like that. Um, and then that uh, idea of it,
0: yeah. So, talk about. I uh, see on here you have like uh special events, birthday parties, you host those all the time. Do, are those as common as they used to be? I had a bowl. I had a bowling alley birthday, yeah, party one yeah. Point. A lot yeah. of people,
1: a lot of people have. Um, we still do lots and lots of birthday parties. Um, it's just a fun thing that anybody can do, whether you're good at it or not, you can right. have fun, right? Um, I don't think there's anybody that's ever really came bowling and not had fun. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, uh, I mean, if you want to get serious, hardcore and have a bad day. Yeah. But the reason you're a competitive bowler is because you had fun doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So that's kind of the, the fun. The, like I say, the thing about bowling is that everybody can do it and have yeah. fun. And we stress that like when we do business parties and stuff, you know, you can and and not knocking anybody else or whatever, but I mean, you can just go out and eat and sit down with your group that you usually do and have a good dinner and that's your business party. Um, and that's good. But mix in an activity like
0: bowling. throw something
1: in it. It mingles everybody Absolutely. together. Um, people don't really care that you threw say, three gutter I, balls in a row. Um, you I know? was kind of having this conversation with
0: someone the other night and they mentioned that, uh, you know, there's a few places left that kind of like breed that um, community and that like sense of just like natural conversation. And it's kind of unfortunate that it feels like the bowl, like bowling industry isn't as much of a part of that as like restaurant industry or brewery culture is now where people just go to these places to hang out and mingle and build culture. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sure there's still the community that does that, but it's it's interesting how um, the, the cell phone changed everything. You yeah, know, the smartphone changed everything. It, it definitely it changed everybody's
1: attention span. It, it changed our attention span. It changed um, one of the biggest examples i I'd like to think about that um, is, is just communication like um with your friends and stuff as they've moved on, went on to college after they've graduated, and you, you you used to come back at holidays and everybody would get together to see what everybody's doing. You know, um how's your how's your college experience going and stuff like that. And we used to see Wednesday night before thanksgiving was huge for us yeah um because everybody was coming back to town they wanted to hang out they wanted to see their friends they wanted to catch up see what's going on what's new you know and, and stuff that way we used to we'd have league on wednesday nights and we'd have the whole place would be lined up waiting we'd fill 20 lanes with open bowlers mostly college kids high school kids kids that want to hang out with their friends that they haven't seen Yep. um we don't see that much anymore and i is it our fault i don't know maybe but I think I think it's I think, just a society. I think shift. it's a society. That's exactly what it is. That people already know what their friends are doing. They know mm-hmm. what they did three hours ago. They know what they did last week because they they texted them. They saw it on social media. They however they already know. Um, so I think that hanging out culture well, has then, slipped a little. And bit. And then again,
0: you you look at the dynamic of Fergus Falls specifically and mm-hmm. how it's changed yeah. and how when I was in high school growing up we didn't have these
1: breweries right you know we just didn't have hang out steel places. Wheels
0: or gunpowder yep. or now we're going to have union the union yep. opening back up like yep. you have all these different uh businesses that are that didn't exist back in the early 2000s right. things are it's just a, it's changing just changing our shift. town it's a different yep. yeah and changing yeah. what people do yeah. with their time and so. and
1: i'm happy that that it's places like that that are hopefully becoming the new societal hangout, whatever, right. and not and not technology. Right. You know, as, as long as, I mean, people need to be together, yeah. not not screening. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know? So let's talk about your team there at the Bowling Valley. Yeah. You, your parents are still around? My parents are still place? around.
1: They're there um, all the time, work a lot, a lot of hours. Um, we all do um, in our busy season. We've got, um, I don't know, we usually float around uh, about 15, 15 staff-wise. Okay. Um, somewhere in there, depending on, on, um, every year. And and now it kind of comes down to how many can you get?
0: Yeah. You know, it's,
1: it's been a definite challenge. Um, that that's, that's tough. It, it, it is, it's a different world than it used to be. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, and and we end up with a, we, we have a small crew that we, and we like to think we kind of end up being family, um, throughout a season, um, we, we end up all being pretty close because so we all looking, work together. You're a looking lot.
0: for people now
1: a lot. are um, looking, yeah, looking. We're, a, we're, we're, we're always kind of looking and on the search for people, but we're a little bit of a seasonal business, which makes it tougher too. We're open year round, but when the weather starts changing like this and we hit 60 and 70 outside and people are sick of being inside, our, our business drops considerably.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we know that we expect that it happens every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard for us now right uh, to be hiring people although if we found the right people for a, yeah. for a longer term fit um, yeah definitely but um, yeah that, that gets to be a little bit tricky on the on a I say we're open year round but it it's pretty seasonal
0: yeah so, so. talk a little bit about uh, how that coronavirus time was because I think that that has that changed everything too Did you guys were obviously shut, weird you guys were shut down for how long? Um, as far as you know, I think we were actually thing.
1: completely shut down twice, um, if I remember right, three times, actually. Um, you know, the the initial close, um, whatever it was, March 13th or 17th, something like that, whatever it was, it was just kind of like, well, this is weird, you know. Um, didn't really, nobody knew what to expect or how long this was going to last or whatever. Um, and, and we kept um, all of our staff on, we we, we continue to go that way. It was just kind of, we felt our responsibility and we were hoping it wasn't going to last very long. You know, I think everybody was
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And it and it went on and on and on. And we cleaned the whole place like three times. It's like, well, why are we cleaning? This is for something to do, yeah. you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, it was definitely a weird time. Our, our focus has always been, or our, our business, um, has always been a bowling center. Yep. But we have food. Yep. Well, Bowling was entertainment. They didn't think that was important. That was completely shut down. There was no option for bowling. Right. Um, food, we could still do food. You could do carryout, you know, okay. and stuff like that. So we had to definitely shift into that. Mm-hmm. Um, the community was amazing during that time. I mean, people were ordering, people were were tipping huge just to give to your um, your staff, just to keep them going, happy that they're, we're all working, even yep. though we're not busy. We don't need all these people on it. Um, so, so there, there was a big shift there and it was, it was tough because we've always been a bowling center that had food and now pretty soon we're, we're food only.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, so yeah, so we did the carry out the first time. The second time we shut down, um, uh, it was a little bit later in the summer, I believe. Okay. And we decided at that point is kind of our normal downturn anyways. Um, our, fo- our our big thing is burgers and stuff. Well in the summertime people grill their own burgers. Yep, you know, yep, they can be yep. outside and stuff. So the second shutdown, we decided, you know what? We're we're literally shutting down. Yep. Um and did nothing for um, I don't know how long it was a couple months. Yep. I think. And, and and it was it was hard. Um it was difficult. It we survived it. Um yeah. and, 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 and that was and
0: it. It's I feel like there's a there will I know that we're going to have this full circle, full full circle moment where people realize that they just want to live life like simple, simply Mm -hmm, right. mm -hmm. Go back to the back to the basics, back to the basics, back to the simple game that was created by the Egyptians, just rolling a ball at some pins, drinking a beer. And and that's where we like to
1: think we, we really like to think bowling is so cool because like you said, you, you can't really not have fun doing it. And right. it's, it's simple. Anybody can do it. The whole family can do it.
0: So let's, uh, let's get into a little bit of future outlook, mm-hmm. um, growth opportunities. Do you, you don't have to get too personal. Like how long do you, do your parents want to work? Are they going to be around working as long as they're able yeah. to? Is that the plan?
1: You know, that's something that we need to hash out, but we don't really cause we're just, Okay. We're too busy. Yeah. We're just doing it. Yep. Um, it's the only lifestyle, and I like to think of it as a lifestyle for us more than a yeah, job. Absolutely. Um, it's it's all that we've ever known. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom had a different job for a while. She worked at the hospital for many, many, many years. Um, and then when my um, they decided to buy out the business totally, then the shift kind of came, and and she um had a bigger role at Northern Airlines, but. Uh, but as far as my dad's sake, like, like I said, it's a lifestyle there. I, I don't know. I don't know what he would do if he mm-hmm. wasn't there. Um, but obviously he's uh, there in their seventies and they need to shift and enjoy some time and, and, uh, and go from there. But it, they're a huge staple. Um, yeah. I think my dad's probably there. Yeah. I should have had him on. I should have so, had, I should have yeah, had he, him he, on he, talk. He he, yeah. he can talk, um, <laughs> but he, um yeah, he doesn't like to be in the, public spotlight fair, fair. he likes to no just, you're the right guy for he the likes job, to just keep man. things right rolling he likes to just keep things happening and and whatever um so yeah so so do you want
0: to i mean this obviously we we talked about just how sort of basic and nostalgic bowling is mm-hmm. but do you want to talk about growth opportunities any new products, services new leagues anything that you have in the works that
1: yeah, um, you know, we don't have a whole lot going. One, I, I think we could. Um, we're, we we could do more in the restaurant side of things. You yep. still have rock and that um, we didn't talk about rock and Bowl. We didn't talk about rock and Bowl. We have rock and Bowl to a certain extent. We can we can talk okay. about that. Um, so, but but as far as uh, growth opportunities and stuff, like I said, I think the food thing could definitely. Um, I, I like. I, I, we hear it quite a bit. We have pretty good food, but we're kind of maxed out within our space that we have to do much more. Yeah. Um, And going back to my, my parents age, you know, they're old enough that they shouldn't be probably investing much Um as much into it as far as an addition um or adding on to make bigger make more whatever um you've seen a big shift in bowling centers where they've actually taken out lanes to change their dynamic of their business um take out four lanes and expand the restaurant take Mm -hmm. out four lanes and add on more of a um a bar lounge whatever whatever, you know um if they if they don't have it already and we're kind of to that point where we're 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 capped out at the space that we have um one of the thing that we would like to do, we've dabbled into it a little bit, um, but we're space thing, you know, do we take out lanes? Do we add on? Do we not do it? Do we, what do we do Um, is like, is an arcade. Oh yeah, Um, they they've came back. They went away for a little bit, and they've came back. The games are phenomenal. What they have now, Mm -hmm. yeah, Um, and completely different. The the virtual stuff. Little child Um, casino. Get a little child casino. Exactly. That's what what every. That's what we need everywhere. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So (laughs) so that's been a a a thought, Um, and we really really focus at Northern Lanes on um, on family um, bowling activities. Whatever. There's a lot of other bowling centers you go to. They could kind of not care so much about open bowling, and they want to do tournaments. They want to do competitive mm-hmm. bowling. Um, and people wonder why we don't have a lot of tournaments. Well, we we kind of shifted our focus to open bowling. Um, we have a couple small tournaments throughout a year that are just kind of fun and whatever, but there's other places you'll go. They'll have a tournament that's that's three months long, no open bowling on the weekends. Dang. Um Yeah, yeah. so... so-
0: Let's talk. I want to touch on rock and bowl because that was super, super iconic. I feel like every Friday night, I don't know what Friday, Saturday, Saturday, whatever, Saturday Saturday, nights, whatever, when I was in high school, but we went there a lot. Like we were there all the time and it felt like the lanes were full, like almost always when I was in high school.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So rock and bowl started, I would think in the, for us, um, early, early nineties. Okay. Um, we actually had, um, a group of guys from town, geez, I don't remember what their DJ business was called, but they actually, okay. like a DJ, came in, set up, and, and they played. Dang. Um And I don't know how many years that went on. I do remember that. Um, I don't remember how many years that went on. Then we put in our own system, our own sound system and everything in and, and, uh, and Streamline. And I think it was after they grew up and got different jobs. We we had to do our own, Um, but that that's where it started. Um, And then you added added more lights and stuff. That's something that, you know, um, has changed immensely. We're a little bit behind on that, but um, as far as the black, this, the technology of the lighting and and stuff has changed. Right. Immensely. And how much do you, you know, you can go crazy on it. Um, (laughs) So, so, so rock and bowl was big. It was huge. Um, Did really well. We did it Saturday nights, 10 to midnight, kind of just a set cover fee as much as, and it was a hangout thing. It wasn't about, bowling. Bowling was the excuse to hang out. Um, and it kind of stayed that way for a long, long time. Um, we were doing really, really well at rock and bowl. Um, the technology cell phones came around a little bit, I think stuff like that, that changed because now, like I said, people didn't have to hang out as much to stay engaged with their, their friends or their group, whatever. Sad, Um, so we kind of saw, yeah, it it is because there's nothing (laughs) more important than Interaction with people. I feel like real. This is kind of the point.
0: Like, um, my brother is turning sixteen now this Mm -hmm. week, and his generation only knows. They don't know any. They don't know anything else, right? And and if you give it ten years. You know, what happens to a kid once they, be, in their mid 20s to their 30s, when they start to discover what life is all about and mm-hmm. realize that that what they've been missing out on or the path that what is right. most important. Right. And I think there's going to be a huge technological revolt I, I, from that generation in, in their adulthood. It might know, take another, we might go down a really dark path with technology for the next 10, 15 years. Right. But eventually, but eventually, people, people will are going to get resist. back to the basics and they like, will, yeah, absolutely.
1: I, and I have to. Th- hope so and and you and i were we grew up without cell phones yeah. for a little while i for mean a little they, bit yeah not long but i mean <laughs> yep. they were coming me i'm a little bit older than you yep. but um but there was no such thing as a cell phone right. and then they came but then you could only talk you know and then yep. well, now you can send text messages oh, that was that was handy you know and then um, but now there's so much interaction on them. So yep. so going back to the rock and roll thing, yep. that was kind of starting a little bit already. But we still we still did really well um, with that. And then COVID hit. Hmm. Um, we were shut down, and and people again shifted to using technology even more. So I think to stay yep. engaged, which that yep. was the only option. Um, but then coming back next year, um, we were forced by the state to be shut down at 10 p.m. So okay. okay, well I guess we're not doing rock and bowl. Um, and and there, with all the, the the regulations that were on the cleaning and the this and that, it, it didn't make sense to, to to try to adapt that because we used to fill the place twenty lanes go. We could only fill it wasn't even fifty percent at the beginning, whatever. Okay. So so yeah. it was tough. So we just we just didn't do it. Um, and then the the next year, um, rock and bowl, uh, we we didn't have enough staff to work it. And we're kind of in the same boat now. We still don't do the night rock and bowl 10 to midnight. Um, fortunately, we're so busy on Saturday afternoons. We have been this year that we've utilized all of our employees throughout the day. There's many Saturdays where every single employee we have has worked. Okay. Um. So, but we're busy enough early in the day that yeah we would like to get it going again for so sure not in, necessarily I for our sake I sink, thought there
0: was some lights and but stuff, for the community I thought there was some lights and music in there the other night so when I was
1: in there that was perhaps maybe it was in the evening oh I, that was I don't know what that was but we do Saturday afternoon rock and bowl going back to how we're very family oriented. Okay, we do an afternoon one that's more oh, okay. geared towards little kids families birthdays All stuff right. like that okay. Um, you maybe were in there and we had a final league party of our icebreakers league maybe or something like that, like that. Okay. You know, we, we still do some little events or, or private events, whatever. Um, we'd like to get Rock and Roll back here, the the night one as a hangout thing, not not for just our sake of revenue, whatever, um, but just as that kind of yeah. hangout thing. Yeah, so it, sure. it'll happen um sometime. So
0: all right. Well, do you want to add anything else to your uh whether it be the background of Northern Airlines or the current operations, uh we'll get it like maybe listener call to action. How can they, I'm, I'm looking at a website here. If they want to get on your website, all that information's available, but if they want to get involved with anything else or any other
1: information you want to
0: add before I maybe get into some other. Th-
1: yeah. You know, something. we, um, we like to think we're still in a small town feel. We know that you have to keep up with technology, but there's many um, bowling centers and all the the, the seminars that we hear and go to and everything, you know, everything is, online um reservations online um booking pay before you get there blah, blah blah yeah we probably should keep up on that but we like to keep kind of that small town feel we want if, if you're having a birthday party there we want you to call us and you know explain if there's something special that you might want need um whatever we can explain how it actually works so when you get there um, we're all on the same page of, of what we do versus you booked it online you paid this much money and you get there and you think you're getting this but really you didn't understand what you were booking online Um, So we kind of keep that small town, you know what? Hey, give us a call and we'll, we'll, we'll explain it to you. We'll help you out. Um, Yeah, we're probably falling behind on that. But we like to think um, for for now, maybe who knows when it'll happen. But we just like to think if people are interested, we just have to keep bowling out there for people. And if people are going bowling, odds are pretty good they're they're coming the, in the, oh, area. Yeah. <laughs> <they're> in the <laughs> right. area you got a you monopoly
0: know. here in town yeah, yeah.
1: you know yeah. so we just have to keep bowling in the mindset and we like to think and in, in a lot of the people that try sell us our online booking and this and that they they don't get that because you know fargo moorhead there's five different options five bowling centers you know the first one you click on takes reservations and you can pay and be done boom you, you do it you don't even look at the other one um, all right. We don't have that. I got to ask here. And I, I'm yet. just going to throw you on the spot here. Yeah. What are the chances
0: here? We've got some listeners out there. If, if they share this episode, what are the chances we could give away a free game of bowling to the to whoever shares this episode? Oh, I think we could do something. You think like we can that? make that happen? Yeah, we
1: can make that happen. All
0: right. So yeah. it's official then. Yeah. Share this episode on social media and I will try to compile all of the people that shared it as best I possibly can. And then I will announce a within like a couple of weeks. I'll announce a winner and get a hold of you. Yeah, we'll, we'll do whether a free game
1: for everybody, and then we, maybe we'll throw in a drawing for one uh, whole package that somebody can bring all their friends one night or something okay. like that. All you right, know, everybody gets one free game, but we'll. But, uh,
0: but you got to share.
1: You got to share it. You got to share exactly. and get the
0: word out about exactly. bowling because exactly. bowling's important. Bowling is an important. So let's activity, say we have a man. we have a
1: couple of weeks to do that, and <laughs> yeah. then we'll, uh, okay. yeah, okay, we'll
0: say the yeah. end of uh, we'll say we'll do that drawing at the end of April. Sure. Sounds good to me. We'll get that going. All right. Perfect. All right. Um, that'll, yeah, we'll get that going. And then, um, let's just get into then some, uh, mistakes and advice. I, I, this is my, one of my favorite parts for sure. Yeah. But what's the biggest mistake you've made, whether it be in life or in business, something that you feel like people should avoid a mistake that you've made that other people shouldn't have to make.
1: Yeah. um, Geez, I haven't thought about that a whole lot. Uh, I would say the biggest, um, probably the biggest mistake or I think the biggest fall that that we have as a family-run business is that we can be sitting at Christmas dinner and and work will come up. Yeah. You know, it it just... um, Because going back, I think I mentioned earlier, it's, it's kind of a lifestyle. It's not, it's not work. It's not a business. It's our lifestyle. So I liked, I would like to, you know, kind of looking back, say that we need to separate home life from work life. We struggle doing that as a family business. That's a family
0: business dynamic that doesn't exist for a lot of people. It doesn't. And
1: that's, that's the thing. It doesn't exist for a lot of people. Um, obviously i've i've grown older and got my own family and um and and different from there but obviously growing up when i when i worked and when i was in high school I, I ate supper with my parents or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, so it always came up. but even now, you so, never get
0: to clock out. No, you're never <laughs> clocked especially out. Especially at Thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> and that's,
1: that's the thing. You come down to that and, and it, and it always, something always comes up. It's not always work or they, it might just be talking about somebody that you know from work or comes back down to it. But, but somehow I think every single day we, we've, we forget to enjoy what we're doing now. And we, we, we focus on that's, work and that's yeah. hard to do. I don't think it'll, I, I, I don't know how to change that or if it will. Uh, and I, and yeah. I haven't seen that perspective as much, but my, like I said, I have my own family now and whatever my wife has a, a has a, let's just say a normal job, I guess, yeah. you know? Um, so she's able a little bit easier to leave work at work and, and Hey, let's go on vacation and enjoy this. That's um, something that um, time, I feel like whatever. couples,
0: couples who run a business together really need to be aware of. Right. You know? like if you need to just it, take yep. your time. Exactly. And, and clock out because clock out, I, I you feel know?
1: like you, you'll you come back more refreshed than, yeah. and ready to do a better job at work too. I when you, like you've it. had that. Everybody deserves a break. Everybody deserves yep. something different. Yep. Um, hard to do though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. How about best business advice? Oh, best business advice. Um I guess I, you know, would probably say just stay true to yourself and what you what you are or what you want to be. Um we got to keep up with societal changes and stuff, but if you want to stay down to the basics and work really hard at doing this really good, you know, and provide the best you can for your, for your, your clientele, whatever that may be. Um, do that, I guess. Yep. Um, I I don't have any huge advice, but I just feel like if you can be passionate about it, you're going to provide a better service rather than yep. providing. Um, I think a lot of businesses grow super fast and whatever, and, and that's great. And that's probably a better income generating mindset, but in order to be happy with everything, I think you have to stay, stay true. true to yourself right. Yeah, and stay genuine. Right. I like that. Right. And you can't, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're probably not generating as much revenue as we can doing this and that, but we like to, that's. Nostalgia not, not top is of the,
0: important, right? It is. And, and also it know? doesn't have to be fancy to work, like right? You can take some of the oldest, most tried and true methods and apply those and you don't have to, uh, you don't have to y- use all the technology yeah. that's available, and you know, and teach. and we definitely
1: yeah. have tried to keep up to date on that. There's stuff we could do, but new scores are. We've got a great new scoring system that's really fun and interactive, and yeah. and stuff like that that's really cool. But it comes down to the basics. You know what? Bowling is just plain fun.
0: Yeah, it is. It's just fun. Absolutely. It, it,
1: if if you let it be, it's yeah. fun. Whether you're good, yeah. bad, terrible, really really good, it's fun. I like it. All right. So.
0: Well get out and bowl people get out. I haven't bowled <laughs> in a while. I need to make it a point to go bowling, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, so how, again, I'll put your contact information in the episode description, but oh, sure. what's sure. an email for you guys? Or, uh, You know, we just, just a phone just, number. A phone number is probably oh, the best. Okay. It's,
1: it's one of the easiest phone numbers cool. in town. Seven, three, six, 33, 33. Okay. Been around forever. All right. Um, cool. But yeah, we've, we've, you know, we've got open lanes. We like to think there's some leagues that are filled up and there is no open bowling. Um, Friday nights, we've had wait lists for a lot of this season. It's okay. just been really, really busy between league and open bowling, okay. and people are wanting to get out and do stuff. Um, you know, as we get into summer here, like I said, it's kind of our our downturn, mm-hmm. downtime a little bit. Um, we'll end up shortening up hours once we get to June a little bit, but we're open year-round, um, and we understand that summertime people want to, you know, be outside and do whatever, but guess absolutely. what? There's rainy days too. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, Um and, and stuff like that. So summer, yeah, it's coming up, but we'd love to see you out there. And like I said, to everybody can just, just, just let yourself have a good time and get back to some basics. So. Awesome. Well, yeah.
0: thank you very much for coming in this morning. Yeah. Thanks, and taking Jacob. some time for, to share. Thanks the, for, thanks for asking me. Yeah. I think the people are going to enjoy this one and hearing yeah. about it. Yeah. So um we'll yeah. be in touch. And if, Like I said, now we've got this free bowling giveaway, but you got to share the episode. So I'll compile lists. And then at the end of the month, we'll get a little drawing going. Um, I'm also adding, there's a voicemail link now in the episode description as well. So if you guys want to leave a voicemail for the show, whether it be a question for me or a question for like a business related question for one of my future guests, um, you guys can utilize that. I don't know what that's going to look like yet, but we'll see what that turns into. Take it as it comes. Um, Otherwise you guys can get a hold of me If you want to be on the show FFBSpodcast at gmail.com And then again thanks to all my sponsors Stumbino, Simple Leather, Petal Fergus Falls, Swan Lake And uh, Blue Red Roses Music Here on the way out So have a good week Thank you Luke Thank you